So, uh, I'm sure you've all seen this one. Yeah, it's a common one in our society, isn't it? Fear of missing out, the hashtag. Um, the trouble is, fear is not a good motivator, is it? it uh, it's quite restrictive. And it's not something that God gives us so that we can thrive. I, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast the other day, a guy called Ed Purick, who I don't know if you ever knew if you were around when he spoke here years ago, but he was one of the early vineyard church planters. And he was talking about what it was like to be part of the original vineyard that Wimber was leading. And he said how on a Sunday evening they would, they would drive up and park the car and then they would literally run from the car into the building. Not because it was raining, um, but because they were so excited at what was going to happen. Now, it made me think, was that fear of missing out? It might have been, because they knew something was going to happen. They were going to encounter God every week. So there may have been an element of not wanting to miss out, but I don't think it was, it was fear. But I just uh, I thought that's the way we need to be, isn't it? Because God is constantly working. Uh, what about this one? Can you work that out? F-O-D. Fear of? <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> yeah, fear of death is one of the ones that the, the Bible mentions. And uh, for some people, that's a, a huge fear. Uh, what about this one? And it's not fear of the SAS, although if you're a terrorist, you probably should. Um, fear of a very common one. Little creepy spiders and snakes. Fear of snakes and spiders is, uh, you know, just a common one. Do they go together? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's try this one. F-O-W-O-M-T. This is going to get you, try and get you thinking on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, very good. Fear of what, fear what others might think. Yeah. And that can be a really deep fear, can't it? And quite a debilitating one. Fear of what others might think. We may not even be aware of that fear because it is so deeply a part of who we are. But we find ourselves reacting to it all the time. And even during the worship, I thought, um, when Matt was singing... Uh, and had left the, the melody behind. Part of me was thinking, I'd better not sing anything that's sort of out of tune or whatever. So, you know, even during worship, it can affect us and hold us back from worshipping God. There's new fears like um, electric cars running out of power. Yeah. That's a new fear that's coming from there. Some, yeah, yeah there's so many, aren't there? That's new ones coming along as well. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm going to try this one. F-O-M-M. It's very closely linked to the one before. Is fear of making mistakes. Um. <laughs> I-L, mother-in-law. <laughs> no, this one was fear of making mistakes. And 
another one that can be very deeply seated in our psyche. And um, I was just thinking that for those of you who are at school, I wonder, are there people at school that you're afraid of? Or situations that you're afraid of? Because um, if so, it would be good to, to talk to your parents about that because they've probably been in a similar situation. Um, and for many of us, the fears that we carry today are, they go back to school, back to family situations, things that we carry that still haven't been resolved. We still haven't allowed God to come in and, uh, and deal with that stuff. Um, but we know that with God, there's no fear of making mistakes because even if we do make a mistake, there is no punishment for us. There is no judgment. The only time that God comes in judgment is to judge in our favour against our enemy. And uh, so we can come with confidence before God. And uh, the Bible talks about a throne of grace, doesn't it? Uh, where we receive help and mercy when we need it. Um, when Mandy and I moved to southwest London when we joined the vineyard, John Mumford used to say, if you're not making three mistakes, well, sorry, if you're not making mistakes in leadership and ministry, you're playing it too safe. And then he would say, you have to write down three mistakes that you've made in the last month in leadership and ministry. And if you can't do that, then you're playing safe. And... Uh, and it was, it was very freeing and slightly challenging <laughs> to, to hear that and to be given permission to, that, you know, as we do stuff, it's okay to make mistakes. In fact, you're expected to make mistakes and uh, to try things out and it's, it's a good thing to do. Uh, here's a slightly different one. F-O-N-H-E Not having enough, that's right. Fear of not having enough. Uh, I don't know whether you're affected by this one um, or what emotions start to stir when you, know, you see the headlines about price increases and potential recession and, uh, or when the bills start to come in. You know, what, what are the emotions that bubble up? Are they to do with fear or do you have just that overriding sense of peace that God will provide, that um, even in the hardest situations that actually it's going to be okay because God has promised that he will provide everything that we need. And, uh, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be yours as well. All the things that it's so easy to worry about and to be concerned about. So they, those fears can be very real and many more uh, that may have popped into your mind as well. So I don't know if any of you are feeling depressed yet, but uh, uh, fear is so much a part of our human nature that it can leave us feeling trapped. And I think God allows us to feel these fears and to start to feel them coming to the surface because he wants to deal with them. Uh, it's not a sign when uh, things like this come to the surface that you know, we're losing it, that we're uh, falling apart, that we're drifting away from God. It could be just the exact opposite, but actually the openness that we have to God is allowing these things to come to the surface so that God can deal with them and set us free. And, uh, but we do need to cooperate with God in that process so that he can heal us. 
uh, 1 John chapter 4 verse 16. I don't know if you want to look at this uh, on your phones, but um, if you've got a Bible there you can. 1 John 4 16 tells us there God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So there's some good news. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we'll not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels fear. If we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we've not fully experienced his perfect love. So, you know, when you have an interview and you go out through the wrong door into a cupboard, (laughs) the punishment is the hilarious laughter that that you hear. But that's that's the punishment. It's what others might think. It's ridicule. It's um, feeling like you're not good enough. You know, all those things are the kinds of punishment that we feel, that we fear. And uh, it says here, perfect love casts out fear. So how does that work? Well, God's love replaces the fear in our identity. So this is again, as we've been talking about, this is about our identity. Um, And God's love brings that healing that we need to those painful memories, those situations that still hold us. And it's something that needs to be refreshed on a daily basis. It's not something where you just get one prayer session, that's it, done and dusted, and everything's fine. Occasionally it happens like that, uh, but usually after that prayer time, there's the opportunity to live out the reality of the healing that we've just received. So my identity and your identity is that we are children of God. We are created in his image to become more like him, and to live in relationship with him. And as we run to him for more relationship and more love, we receive more of what is good to replace the bad stuff. So we run to him. Or to use a different analogy, we fling the door wide open and we welcome him in. And it's so easy to live life with the door open a little crack or slightly open and not fling it wide open and allow him to come in and deal with the stuff. So it says there in that passage that God lives in us. That's good news. There's good something to remember. And you may want to add that to your self-talk every day, that God lives in me. Makes quite a difference to life and to the problems that we face. It says in the passage that as a result of that, our love grows. And that that love casts out fear. And so again, in your self-talk, in the the tapes that play in your mind, the mp3s that play in your mind, um, they need to be, perfect love casts out fear, I don't need to be afraid, instead of the tape playing continuously, that uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be good enough, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it. But it also tells us that if we continue to fear, that we've not fully experienced the love that God has for us, which is good news because there is more of the good stuff for us to receive from our loving Father. And that, again, is something every day, something to plug into every day. So instead of being overwhelmed by fear or feeling guilty that we haven't dealt with our fears and that we're not free from our fears, we can experience more security in our identity 
as children who are eternally loved. And that all comes from our identity. So research has shown, and it's the same batch of research that gave rise to the Emmanuel uh, model that we use for ministry, that research shows that there are only two kinds of fuel that our brain works on. We either run on fear or joy. Apparently there is no other fuel that the brain runs on. It's either fear or joy. So let's make sure that we're running on joy, and that joy comes from the peace of knowing that God loves us, that we're secure with him, that we don't need to have any of these fears affecting us any longer. Fear comes through a false image of who we are and a false belief in God's attitude towards us and his ability to be able to help us. So let God refresh you in your identity. Totally loved and accepted, created in his image to rule over the earth, to prosper and do well, to be blessed and to be a blessing. And uh, so let's, let's deal with these fears, shall we? So let's pray together and let's, uh, you know, we'll do a little bit today, but you may find that you need to do a bit more at other times. You may find that having some Emmanuel prayer would be helpful. Um, so uh, have a word with Karen or Ellie and... Uh, but Jesus, we know that we have so many fears that, we affect, that affect us and we're sorry that we have believed in them instead of trusting in you. We ask that you'd forgive us for holding on to these half-truths and lies. We're sorry that we've believed what Satan has told us instead of what you've told us. Thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And that we don't need to fear anything at all, even the worst situations. We thank you that we can have complete and total confidence in you and in your ability to save us from ourselves and to save us from the situations that we're in. And please would you realign our thinking and our beliefs and our identity in accordance with what you think about us. And that you'd show us anywhere where things are out of alignment. And we just want to affirm again that we choose to believe that we are eternally loved that we are saved, that we are safe, that we are blessed, that we are provided for, that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And that's not something that will come in the future, it's something that's true now. We thank you that we are heirs of the Father, joint heirs with the Son. Thank you that you've created us to be overcomers, to rule the earth, to prosper, to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. And thank you that there's so much more as well. Thank you that when we hear the news, the bad news on the television about gas prices and electricity prices and other prices, that we don't need to be afraid because you have a solution and that you will provide for us. 
So please help us to keep in step with you, not to be ruled by fear, not to make decisions out of fear, but to be able to be able to hear your voice and uh, to walk with you. Thank you that we are way more blessed than we have the capacity to understand. That we are your children and that nothing can take that away. So Jesus, please would you lead us this week. Holy Spirit, please lead us in the pathways of Jesus in his footsteps this week. Father, thank you that you are at work in our lives and, uh, and also in the things that will be coming up this week. Help us to see where you're at work and to keep in step with you. And we ask that you'd help us to gradually get rid of these fears that have affected us and to show us when we need to get a bit of ministry or whatever it is that you want to do. So please realign our identity this week. 